Reese. This is live with Ryan Reese. Call now 1-888-564-6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. You're saying he lives with cows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about with cows, but by cows. It well, that's crazy. strange. Very strange. Well, actually, yeah, never mind. We're not going into the cow thing tonight? Not cows tonight. Okay, okay. But, hey, it is good to be back on the air with all of you guys that have tuned in tonight. I don't know. I've been kind of on a hiatus moving and doing things. I know. We haven't been together in a long time. We got the band back together. Yeah. We're like new we kids did. on the block. We, we got the band back together. Exactly. <laughs> it's been about a month. It has? Uh-huh. Wow. Well, well you, you know were, what? Your last couple of weeks we were doing Yeah, you, you and I did one. Hey, your voice sounds weird. I sound like you. Yeah, you hey, do. my name's Ryan Reese. <laughs> and it's good to be here. I lost exactly. my voice. Screaming at my kids. No, I'm just kidding. Brats. Brats. Well, it's good to be back. You know, I, I, you know, when I walked in the studio, you guys, I was just telling you how you know, I've been getting a couple uh, different emails through uh, info at ryan-reese.com. And, uh, man, there's some heavy, heavy letters of some people going through some crazy stuff. Life yes. is crazy. Life is intense. It is. And people are going through struggles with their marriage. People are going going through struggles with their their kids. Maybe that walked away from the Lord. Maybe they're struggling just in their walk with God, trying to find their own faith, trying to see if God is real. Maybe even coming from atheist backgrounds, even dealing with homosexuality. Even you know, I even got some letters of of, of people that have been uh, young, underage people that have been raped and uh, just crazy stuff and we know that the struggle is real we know that life gets wild and uh, this is what this call this show is for I never want to take the show for granted I want to always be available to uh, to give you guys any um, encouragement I can give you that 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 I get through the scriptures through the Bible because that's the only thing we can give you we we can give you some of our life experience, but we always want to point you guys back to Jesus Christ and the Bible, which is the DNA of Christ. That is what transforms us. You know, it's not like emotionalism. I can't just give you a little little nugget that's going to take you through life. It has to be the Word of God because that's the, what we stand on. It's it's literally Jesus. It's the rock. That's what changed my life. That's what changed Melinda's life. And that's what changed Sean's life. So we want to open up this uh, phone calls tonight for you guys. The number is 888-564-6173, 888-564-6173. This is live with Ryan Reese. I have my sister-in-law, Melinda, in studio, and one of my best friends, Sean McKeon, that I grew up with, that once was a pirate, but now he's a pastor. <laughs> pirate to pastor. Yeah, exactly. That needs to be Perfect. your book. That is. <laughs> to the Godfather, that's the way he's going <laughs> to... Talk tonight, <laughs> but seriously, we want to hear from you. 888-564-6173. We want to take your calls. So I want to read um one quote really quick. Um, I went through my Instagram at Ryan Reese, and uh, people send me Instagram messages a lot. So I just send screenshots and we print them up, and this is one um, comment that I want to read to get the show going. It says, you guys are an inspiration. Um, I've tried to commit suicide when I was younger. I was bullied at all through junior high 
and my teacher saved me by taking me to church. I was raped and my ex tried to kill me. Now I have a wonderful guy and a beautiful, healthy baby boy. Thank you, Hussars, for all those great messages. And those messages are clearly Bible studies that we teach, that we put online. And it is the Word of God, and that is what transforms people. I mean, this is one lady, um, what is it, Sunflower on Instagram, that basically came from darkness in a, I mean, this is like a horrible situation where she came from. And God did this amazing work in her life and transformed her. And now she's doing amazing things. I mean, Mm. but this is just the story. Go Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, you know, the amazing part of this whole show and just um, throughout your ministry, Ryan, is that you're willing to talk about these kind of things. I don't Mm -hmm. think too many people out there talk about these things. And so by talking about it on the air and then whenever you go and speak, I think that allows people to feel comfortable and being able to tell their story and to realize that, you know what, like we all go through stuff. Like it doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you weak. It just makes you real. And just to know that, you know what, that the Lord comes in and he saves you and he restores you and he makes you new once you believe in him. Well, Satan always has the same tactics. Mm -hmm. His tactics are to rip off our lives, to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does it in so many people's lives. You, You think about this. You know, one thing that sticks out to me about this person that wrote in is that she was bullied when she was younger. It started when she was a young kid, getting beat down, probably uh, battling with depression, discouragement, probably hiding the feelings that she was facing, probably was embarrassed. Right. um, And keeping that all within herself, and it was becoming so overwhelming to her that it was leading her to a place where she wanted to commit suicide. In our culture today, that's prevalent. In high school, Mm -hmm. junior high, um, we see multiple things taking place in ministry, I hear about suicides probably once a week. Um, just two weeks ago, we know that Chris Cornell from Soundgarden committed suicide, mm-hmm. and it continues going on on all wave. I mean, all age brackets, um, because Satan doesn't give up on us either. Right. It, sometimes he gets you when you're young. Sometimes he gets you when you're older. You start going through a lot of issues or problems in your marriage. You go through financial difficulties, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I can't try no. I can't do this no longer. And so you you made a you hit a fork in the road. Either you believe the lies of the enemy, you go down that path, you get overwhelmed, you destroy yourself, and you go down the road of maybe committing suicide, or you go the other way and you find out who God really is. And that's where we have found the Lord. We have found that He takes us in our hopelessness with no hope, and He gives us a, a living hope. And without hope, man, life is pointless, meaningless. You won't have direction, and God can restore lives. And like Ryan said, that's why we do the show. We exactly. are testimonies of that. We have come across many people that we've linked arms with over the years and say, have that same vision for the world around us. People are hurting. We were talking about this when we got in the studio. More terrorist attacks in London. Mm-hmm. A lot of unrest in the world today. Um, there's so much divide. We have to pray for this nation, the United States of America, and we need to have vision for the world. Exactly. Because there's people that are definitely hurting and confused. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that back to that whole Soundgarden thing, like you mentioned, you know, I was reading the article about what his wife said. And she says, you know, my my husband had bad judgment that night and, and mm-hmm. made a mistake because he was on um, Av- Av- Avalon or it's one of those antidepressants. Right. Mm-hmm. So whatever he took and maybe he was drinking because they said he was on stage wasted, actually, mm-hmm. as well. Um, the, the manager, the road, the road manager or the tech, the guitar tech or someone said that he was really wasted. 
And um, for whatever reason, it's interesting because he took a bunch of um, antidepressants to get him to that place mm. to commit suicide. Yeah. And this is a guy that, I mean, he was a musician. He had a beautiful wife. He had beautiful kids. I mean, dude, that's 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 enough. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? What? Why would you want to take your life when you have this amazing, this beautiful wife, which they were happy. Right. And their, and, and their kids. It's just, and it all goes back to the enemy says, I've come to steal. Jesus said the enemy, Satan, has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But he says, I, Jesus Christ, has come to give um, abundant life, life abundantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's come to make you live. Right. But the, the enemy wants to destroy you. And that's just the typical the lie of the enemy. And a lot of these, um, a lot of these questions that we got tonight um, through through social media are some. Let's let's read a couple. Um, I think the phone lines. Um, I'm going to give the number out one more time. It's triple eight five six four six one seven three triple eight five six four six one seven three. And now when I'm looking at my screen, Sean, which one means the the phone call is good? Is it when it's green <laughs> um, or is it active? Because there was one that was green and active, but then it dropped. I think when it starts going purple like that. Purple? Okay, yeah. but they're still so, typing. But yeah, they're, they're still just, typing. Yeah. We're, we're going to wait. Go ahead and throw, uh, throw a question out, Melinda. Okay. So Come we have online. a question. It says, it says, hey, Ryan, why is it so important and powerful to pray for others? God loves everyone and wants everyone to be saved anyway. Why do our prayers make a difference? Why do our prayers? Because God moves when you pray. Exactly. God moves. Things change. When you're, when you, you got to understand when, when there's people that are caught up in maybe not, when you're not a Christian, you are open to the prince of the world, which is Satan. So your influence, I'm not saying you're going to be like demon possessed or Mm -hmm. could maybe, you know, but you're just being influenced by the world, by the ruler of this world. So things influence you. There's, there's, there's a different dimensions. There's, you know, Ephesians 6 talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness of the unseen world. There's like the spirit realm where that's where the angels and God and the demons that are all there. So when you don't have a relationship with God, when you're not communing with God, you are influenced by the world. So you have this, you know, this influence from the enemy trying to keep you deceived. And maybe, you don't like not not like deceiving you where you're like, you know, you're going to be serving him like in witchcraft, but just like keeping your eyes off of God and maybe keeping you happy with money and success and all these things, keeping you focused on the world. But when you pray, you we pray that God will open people's eyes to what who he is because Satan wants to keep you distracted. So when we pray, God moves things, shifts things, and he starts um, moving people's lives and opening their spiritual eyes to see that there is a God. Right. He does, he does things. Um, and that's why it's important to pray for people. Because for me, I was caught up in a, in a wild life, and I was like completely deceived. But through prayer and years of prayer, and I think like 23 years of praying, my parents and many other people, and even in the church praying for me, that God got my attention. Because we have different strongholds in us. Mm-hmm. There's there's different there's different degrees of 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 strongholds in our life. It's just depending on what we what we open ourselves up to. You know? right. Yeah, and I think that practicality, why, why is this one, one of the most important things to point out about this question? We are here a result of prayer. Right. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what takes place when the Holy Spirit starts working in a person's life. You did one thing all the time. You had no problem with it. But all of a sudden, you know, something starts taking place. Mm-hmm. And there's been multiple times 
when um, after a situation somebody has come to the Lord and just God and like just ordained a situation, you don't realize that people right. were praying for that to happen. Prayer is vital and important. You know, the Bible talks about Elijah was a man of prayer and, and one day he didn't rain. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, God listens to our prayers. Exactly. It's communion with God, like Ryan was saying. And in James, it says, um, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, it's like that's how we communicate with the Lord is through prayer. It's like having a conversation with him. And I can remember like going to the Harvest Crusades and I can remember seeing these dads go down with their kids and the dads getting saved and stuff. And I would just sit there and I would just weep because I wanted my dad to be saved. And the Lord showed me like, how fervently are you praying for that? Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, we want things, but are we really praying about it? Mm. And that's why I feel like it's so, you know, obviously so important to pray because when you pray, things happen. But you can't just sit back and just say, okay, Lord, I'm I'm just going to have you do what you do. No, he wants to know our requests. You know, that's how we commune with him. And that's how he knows who we are too. It's like we're pouring out our hearts to him. And so it keeps us connected with him. And part of praying is when, you know, it says to even confess your sins, that Correct. praying is when, you, when you're talking to God, which is if you're going to confess your sins, you got to pray, you got to talk. So it's important to be talking in that relationship with God. So like you said, so they, he could hear you, you could hear him, he talks mm-hmm. back. It's like a relationship. Like if I'm talking to my wife, if I do all the talking with my wife and I don't listen or, you know, it's like there has to be a two-way street. Right. I got to talk to my wife, she has to talk to me, and that's what makes a relationship. And in the same way with God, that's the way it worked with him. And in First Thessalonians, it says this. It says mm-hmm. in the New Living Translation, always be joyful, never stop praying. Right. Or in the King James, it says pray without ceasing. ceasing. I like that better. Pray without ceasing and be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We got to always be in prayer, and it's, it's important. Yeah, and I think one thing to note, because I think maybe one of the things you should ask in that question is like, well, if God's going to move in this person's life, you know, and he knows all things, like, what really role do I play? You're asking that question. But you're trying to look at it from, like, a finite perspective. You're right, at a right. human standpoint. And a lot of times you can make things more confusing. That's like sometimes people get so confused about predestination and everything because they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to think things in their own mind. But God's in all eternity. If God wanted to, he could allow the gospel to be preached by angels, but that's not what he called. Exactly. He called, he uses instruments, he uses people mm-hmm. to pray, to share the gospel. That's why we do what we do. This is the way that God has ordained that. We just flow with um, God's plan. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have a, let me give the number out one more okay. time. 888 The number is Triple eight five six four six one seven three. You're listening to live with Ryan Reese. I have Melinda Reese and Sean McKeon in studio taking your calls tonight from Southern California for all you listeners across the United States and the world. <laughs> the world. Uh, the world. All right, we're gonna go ahead and take. This is a comment. I think it's a question. Yeah, hey, Martha. Qu- comment. Qu- question. Right, comment. Martha, how you doing? What's your question tonight? Um. It's not so much a question. It's just when you said the enemy's out to seek and destroy, mm-hmm. that just kind of tugs on my heart because I've never called a radio station. I don't know. I think Lord just wants me to 
give a little testimony of my life just for somebody out there that maybe is struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, got married 30 years ago. Um, we had three children that passed away, mm-hmm. stillborn, eight years of age, 16 years of age. Dang. And we're, I was, we were going to Calvary Chapel for the last 30 years, Golden Springs, and mm-hmm. always in the Word, knowing that, okay, Lord, these are your children. You can bring them into the world. You take them. They're yours. We're, they're on loan to us. But throughout the whole, our life, we just, we just loved them when they were here. When he took them, we kept going until the very last one. And that's when the marriage crumbled. Mm. Um, all the reasons, not quite sure, but I think that had a lot to do with, um, with him breaking down and, um, just not being present, you know. Um, I don't know. I didn't have a chance to really counsel enough, but Mm -hmm. got divorced six months ago. And God bless Dale. He's, helped me so much and yeah. Hallie and mm-hmm. um but it's just a shock because I never measured that and I, I think I felt like a failure because I thought man you know I didn't do what God wanted me to do as far as Martha's testimony not so much Arnold and Martha the, mm-hmm. the marriage but um but now I'm starting to think that no you know he, he knows this is happening and this is the end of this chapter and now I'm going to use you now I'm using you, and right. it's taken me a while to understand that because I thought it was supposed to be as a marriage, a testimony as a marriage and our kids, and we did. We witnessed to a lot of doctors, nurses, family, friends, all these years. We never lost hope or faith. Our children died in the Lord looking forward to seeing Jesus, and that's my hope. I know one day I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so now here I am, um, divorced, never thought that would happen without any children, and I'm single again, and yeah. I never thought it was going to end that way. But I still have hope. I still have trust, and I still love Jesus. He's my anchor, and um, you know, I just I love him, and I can't wait. You know, I live every day till the day it's uh, time for me to go to heaven, and and that's what I live for every day. But um, yeah, the enemy's out to, and there's his proof. You know, I don't know right. if he's not going to win. He may have, you know, let the divorce happen, but in my heart and soul, he can never touch that. He can mm-hmm. never take that away. You can do the outly word things, have divorce, paper, whatever, you know, uh, no communication, all that, but you can't touch what's in the heart. Right. And um, anyway, I just wanted to share that because yeah. I don't know, there's a lot of the world going crazy. It's just worse. <laughs> I mean, you know that. Right. It's just nuts. Thank it's you. That's what th- we want to be. Thank you for sharing that. That is heavy. And I want to, I want to pray with you, Martha. Thank you. All right, Lord, I lift up Martha in the name of Jesus. I ask that you'll um, just keep encouraging her and keep strengthening her in this in this time, Lord. We know that your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and we don't understand, but we know that we have hope in you. You're in all the details, Lord, and we know that you're in the business of of um, transforming lives and moving and shaking things, God. So we just ask that you'll pour out your spirit, God, and that you'll just fill her with your Holy Spirit and love and just keep surrounding her with solid people, Lord, mm-hmm. and just keep growing her through this time, Lord, and just bring that beauty that beauty from ashes, Lord, and just thy will be done in her life, Lord. And just use this for your glory and do whatever you want to do in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Right. Thank you for doing what you do because I know a lot of people um, listen to you Saturday nights. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for, for, for calling in, in and, yeah. and being transparent with that story because I know there's people that are going through the same thing and, and that, you know, is going to encourage them to, to just keep yeah, going exactly, through it. Exactly. And I know God has a plan, so that's it, you know, no doubt. Yeah, cool. No exactly. doubt. 
All awesome. right. God bless Love you guys. You. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. We're taking your phone calls uh, here tonight. If you want to call in, 888-564-6173. Again, 888-564-6173. That was a very heavy call, um, mm-hmm. you know, for to go through so many of those things. And like she was talking about, and that, that's where a lot of people struggle, mm-hmm. you know, because why? Why do, to, why do bad things happen to good people? That, right. That's a struggle that a lot of people have. Last night I was just teaching on the book of James, and I actually used Dale as a as a reference mm-hmm. um, because lo- losing his son um, that definitely rocked his world. Um, in James one, it talks about counting all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But that is a what does it mean to count joy? It means consider you got to take a step back and like Lord, what are you trying to show me? What are you trying to teach me? Right. She had the perspective to understand that her children knew the Lord and they would be in God's presence. Mm-hmm. Um, but the enemy's not going to give up there. Right. He's going to try to attack our relationships and our home, depression, and all those kind of things. And, you know, we're all on a journey in our walk with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and the enemy, he doesn't give up on no. us. You know, like you made it many years. Right. Um, and now I believe her life will continue to be used as a testimony. Right. You know, right now, because of everything that Dale's gone through, they're about to open up a, a new ministry over at the church, actually, that's dedicated to those that have lost children mm-hmm. um, because there's such a need, mm-hmm. because people feel so alone. So mm-hmm. we do pray that uh, Martha's, what she shared um, on the air today, would encourage many people that are out there to keep the hope, to keep going forward, that the Lord's going to give you strength and weakness. And that's the beauty of it, is that her whole message was that she still had hope. And -hmm. her hope was in Jesus. It wasn't in anything that is temporal. It was in the eternal. You know, and going through that, that's when you really find out where your relationship is with the Lord. You know, because, Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. Like, you go through things and they're terrible, but when you lose kids, I mean, I can't even imagine. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like... To be able to still have that hope and knowing that your relationship with the Lord is real. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we go through our relationship and we depend on him. But when the rubber meets the road, when we go through the worst times of the worst times, are we going to be able to still say we have hope? You know, I just feel like I don't know what I where I would go. I know. Like, you remember when Peter said, well, where else would we go? Exactly. You're you're, you're this. You're the Messiah. Yeah. You know, when when you go through these 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 hell moments, I mean, mm-hmm. I, mean I just don't know what, what but unbelie- I know what unbelievers, people that don't believe in Jesus, they go to the bottle. Right. And they go to drugs, drugs. or they go to whatever. Women or whatever Whatever it is. Can, can keep their mind off it, but but we go to God and, and he's the one that comforts us in this, in this, in this time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've met a lot of different people recently that have been divorced and for whatever reason, and then God has done a work and they've been remarried. And I just want to let you guys know, maybe you're going through that too. Right. Maybe you're in a situation and you've been divorced. Well, there's several people that recently that I've, I've talked to. And I mean, I'm one of them as well. And my wife is one of them that we've been divorced before. And, uh, you know, God, God can restore. Mm-hmm. He can do, he can do work. It just cause you've been divorced once. It doesn't mean that God can't come come back and, and restore and, 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 you know, do another work. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in the business of changing lives exactly. and restoration and, and doing things. He's you know? done with us when we're dead. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. He's constantly doing a work in us until we die. Mm-hmm. So even though we may fail, it might not be divorce. It might be in other things. Mm-hmm. It's like we can't give up. We have to keep going because he is going to perfect us and he is going to work in us and he is going to do what, 
he wants to do with us. We just have to be willing and surrender it all to him so that he can work in us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you want to, uh, we, we got this page of, of questions I want to take too. Is there any other questions that you have before? Do you want to yeah, do, do another, another question? One, uh, yeah. Before we take this other phone okay. call. It says, I'm battling depression right now. I haven't felt peace for a long time. I want to live a life that glorifies God, but I don't feel like I get anywhere with my walk. I start to want to rebel, but I know how wrong it is, which on top of the depression makes me feel frustrated. I feel disconnected from God. Your show really encourages me to help to keep fighting the fight. But I felt like an obligation lately. I feel like a fake Christian. I need some encouragement. Can you help me? Before we answer that question, I want to talk about that quote I sent you guys today. Because I don't know how old that person is, but I've been having a lot of 15, 16, 17-year-old high school students surfacing on my my Instagram, asking questions and stuff. So there was actually a quote that I heard today on K-Wave. And it it was this lady that was talking. She works with like teen pregnancy and this whole deal down in San Diego, or I think it's Vista. But basically, she was saying um, that a 15-year-old... Today, a 15-year-old today in one day received... Wait, what was the quote today? Do you have that? <laughs> I do. It was a 15-year-old today gains more, was it, uh, information than a 15-year-old 80 years ago? Something like that. A 15-year-old today will gather gather as much information, information in one day one day yes. as a 15 year old 80, 80 years, years ago, ago in one year. year so clearly you know it talks about daniel's that in the in those days the last days that the knowledge will increase right think about that how much information with the internet and tv and i mean just everything even just with the internet and the iphone in the last x amount of, x like what last nine years how much information one will take in in a day. Exactly. And then you think about, because sometimes I get anxiety just from being on social media right. sometimes. Just, I mean, just from gathering There's so much information, much. the news and all this. Right. It's like, you're like, oh my gosh. This Slow is it like, down. You're like, breather. <laughs> I got to just turn off my social media sometimes or news because I'm always on the news. I'm right. looking at everything that's happening, yep. what's going on in, 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 in the world. Right. And then with social media, just so much content. Then you think about these kids. Like, think about, we know what's going on. We got mm. our lives kind of figured out in the sense we're running, doing our family, we're, we're working, we got our career, our jobs, our, we're doing all these things. But think about a 15-year-old when you're trying to figure it out and you're taking in all this information. Dude, depression. Right. Anxiety. Exactly. What else? No, I, I think that those are the main things. Yeah. Anxiety, depression. Anxiety is enough for me. <laughs> right, right. You know? So many well, things. Well, helplessness and discouragement and just, you know, like they see things on there that are not necessarily to the exact thing as reality, but people make them feel like it's reality. You know what I'm saying? Like things you see on social media, it's like that's just one bleep out of someone's life it's like maybe five seconds that's not their whole life it's like someone looks at somebody's life on social media and they're like they have the best life ever right look at all this stuff they're doing oh my gosh and what am i doing i just had a revelation so they're not not only looking at that one person they're going through their whole feed yes and they're seeing best highlights of life yes one two three exactly five just over and they're like man my life really stinks yeah who's gonna post on there someone like uh, 
husband and wife fighting. Like, who's going to post that? No, they're going to post. I do. <laughs> they're going to post the husband and wife yeah. going out to dinner and having a great date night. Well, you yeah. know, it's, but that's not, not, it's not just that too. I mean, that that's major over there as well. But just information in general. Yeah. Like, I find myself nowadays, like, dude, I'll turn off the radio completely when I'm driving sometimes. Right. Like, I need silence sometimes, like, because... Otherwise, I get so inundated with my phone going off. Right. You know, this has happening. Someone's looking for you. And it gets <laughs> overwhelming sometimes, you know. I find that time to be so important. And it isn't it interesting that the Bible tells us to get alone to your secret place and be alone mm -hmm. with God. And you get restored. The Bible right. was written thousands and thousands of years ago. And you, if you really take time to get alone without any distractions, your problems, if you're spending time with the Lord— will start to seem like they're decreasing or perspective right. will change and it's ne necessary needed. Yeah, our young people are getting inundated with information and it's becoming addictive and a bunch of information that's not even necessary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Exactly. It's all nothing. You know, it's crazy. It is definitely a waste of time. And even like how people can even get a hold of you all the time with these phones. It's like you, you get the text message that people could just, it's just... I know. <laughs> I mean, think about, I mean, I was thinking about this takes when I was going through my, my Instagram because I was trying to get questions of, of people right. that are writing stuff. People, like, there's just this direct access now. Yeah. To there anyone. Is. I know. And it, it, you know. And there's so much pressure that you've got to answer everybody, too, because then people get mad. You know? So you feel like, okay, I've got, I've, I have to acknowledge this person somehow, some way, or else who knows what they're going to think. You know? I, I'm, I have anxiety right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need hey. a break. I need a break. <laughs> we will be back right after the break. More live with Ryan Reese coming up. Is everything all right? Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Well, before we get back into that last question, we got it. We want to plug like, the uh, Spirit West, West Coast. Coast notes. Um, it says um, so. It's June 9th, mm -hmm. and they're gonna have a lot of great bands. And it's at Ontario, uh, California, not Canada. Yep. Uh, with Toby Mac Crowder, Mac uh, Powell from Third Day, Phil Wickham, Zach Williams, Holland, and it's gonna be a great, great time. Yep. It is. It's gonna. It, it every year. It's they, for the whole family. It so is. bring and on they, your whole they family. They sell it every year. It, it goes off. Exactly. It, Great music, and you can bring your whole family. It's just a day that you guys can all be together, and um, it's just clean fun. That's it. Good clean fun. Get the suburban. Load up. Ice <laughs> chest full of Coca Colas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and head out That's ASAP. Right. All right. Let's get back to that one question because he, he was talking about you know anxiety and, and depression, right? Yes. Let's read that one last time. Okay. It says, I'm battling depression right now. I haven't felt peace for a long time. I want to live a life that glorifies God, but I don't feel like I get anywhere with my walk. I start to want to rebel, but I know how wrong it is, which on top of the depression makes me feel frustrated. I feel disconnected from God. Your show really encourages me to keep fighting the fight, but it's felt like an obligation lately, and I feel like a fake Christian. I need some encouragement. Can you help me? Well, the question is, where's the depression coming from? Exactly. Because, 
if you really pinpoint the more people we talk to and you really get down to where the anxiety, the depression, all this stuff coming comes from, it's normally wrapped up in some kind of like sin that's in their life. You know, I know when I'm rebelling against God, me personally, because, you know, we all rebel here and right. there <laughs> yeah. doing something. I get all, de- you know, anxiety. I get depressed, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm like w- walking away from when I'm kind of being rebellious in certain areas of my life. It could be with me, with my wife, or it could be me with work or, you know, something that God's telling me to do. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm, you know. Right. And you start rebelling, you know, you can start getting this like anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the question is, where is that coming from? And then what you'd want to do is you want to, uh, you want to turn to God, you know, you want to turn to God and you want to, you want to ask for forgiveness. You want him to reveal what those areas are in your life and, um, stay plugged in. You got to read, you got to pray. It's so important. I know we've said it a million times, right? Read, pray. And you're like, yeah, I got a Bible. I know I read the verse or two. No, you got to read the Bible. I'm telling you, it's sharper than a two edged sword. And it literally, it transforms you. I, it's a supernatural thing, you know? When I say read the Bible, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to read the book, but, you know, whatever. No, read the book. It's alive. Right. It's the Word of God. It's alive. There's something about it. It's God's power, and it works in your life. Do it and watch what happens. And you got to get plugged into a church. you got to get plugged into a church. you got to be on that program. Just like we plan on how to sin, mm-hmm. get on the program <laughs> planning how to stay plugged in to the Word. And then God will God will start transforming you. You know, it's funny because I just read this in 2 Timothy today. It's just this one verse I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out. It says, uh, verse uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, it says, But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with the inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. And then it goes on to say this, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made for gold, made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use for every good work. Then it goes on to say this, run from anything that stimulates your youthful lust. Instead, Pursue righteous living, right living, like I want to follow God is right living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the um, companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Don't get involved with foolishness, ignorant, uh, ignore, uh, ignorant ar- arguments, and that only uh, that only start and that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach, and be patient with difficult people. Basically, those are the fruits of the Spirit. You want to just be set apart, turn from sin, and then God can come into your life, start working in you and through you, and He'll start using you. And all that stuff, that anxiety, that depression, all that stuff will be washed away. But it's through the power of God at work in your life. And uh, on the same note, in uh, 2 Timothy Chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there you go. You read the word, and what does it do? It gives you instruction, correction, and you become righteous because you're reading his word and you're you know following what the Bible says. And so it's, it's our roadmap, basically, for life. 
whenever we're going through something, the word of God has our instructions on how to deal with it and how to get through. So keep going for it. Keep reading. Your life will be transformed. And the hope is Jesus Christ. Exactly. And if you don't, and I'm just talking to everyone, if you don't do it, because a lot of people ask the question, you give them the answer <laughs> and they don't do it. Right. Yep. And we're just telling you what, what we're doing. If we don't read the word personally mm -hmm. and we're not fighting to have that relationship with God, trying to stay plugged in, dude, my life's going to fall apart. Right. Real quick. I, I'm, Fast. I, I can catch myself sometimes being so busy doing so many things. And it's like, if it, it wasn't for like the conviction of the Holy Spirit, like I would find myself in a bad place. Right. But the Lord reminds me. And so you have a decision of, to make. Am I going to resist it? Am I going to keep being busy? Right. Because guess what's going to happen? You're going to dry out. You're going to be stressed out. Mm -hmm. You're going to be upset. Little things are going to make you angry. You know, I, I find things in my life. And maybe you start getting older, you know. <laughs> I, things You're getting could, grouchy. Yeah, things can drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> a little bit easier than, than before. And you can see how the enemy will let you go down that path. And like, I'm getting you right in the right mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. We can be an idiot. Right. But when there's conviction, the sensitivity to the spirit, you know, the Lord is going to refresh you. One thing he said, and this is important, he says he does not have peace. That is not good. God desires us to have peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Right. And when you're with Christ, you can have the peace in the midst of confusion. You can have peace in the midst of a storm. That's what the Lord is able to do in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that will come from what Ryan was talking about. It's fellowship with God. It's oneness with God. There is no new program. It's simple. Submit to God, resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Mm -hmm. But if you're not fighting spiritually and you're not being you're not investing in your spiritual life, you're going to lose the battle every single time because the enemy always is trying to pick us off. And if you're not investing, you're losing already yeah. and you know it. Yeah. Right. You're not you have no peace. Exactly. Yep. We're going to keep moving on. Uh, we got a comment um, about the lady that lost the two kids. This is the lady that lost her kids. I lost two drugs lost to drugs. I started a nonprofit. I had to heart I had two heart attacks, but I'm still here. God is so faithful and now we help people who struggle with heroin. God says that he gives us life and what he's doing is amazing and now I have peace. Rena from Rancho Cucamonga. Amen. Yes. I agree. Um let's go ahead and take another call. We got let me get out the number again. Triple eight Five six four six one seven three triple eight five six four six one seven three. We're taking your calls till ten o'clock. Another twenty minutes. This is live with Ryan Reese. I have Melinda Reese and Sean McKeon in studio. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and take another one from online while we get some more phone calls. And we have triple eight five six four six one seven three triple eight five six four six. One seven three. This is live with Ryan Reese. We have Melinda and Sean McKeon in studio taking your guys' calls. What you got, Melinda? Um, it says, um, "Hi, Ryan. I don't know when you'll be able to get to this question, but what are your thoughts on this verse? And should we limit hanging out with non-Christian believers? Should we only have close friends who are Christians, or should we pursue non?" non-followers and build friendships so that we can be a light with them. 
We need to have both. Exactly. We need to have both. We need to have non-Christian. We have our, we have our non, we have, <laughs> God gave us, Jesus gave us the great commission. Go out to the world. He said, go out. We have to reach the world. Our mission in life is the great commission. We are called to live out the great commission to lead people to the Lord. Now, when we have non-Christian friends, I have a lot. You guys, well, we all have non-Christian friends that don't believe in Christ. Right. We, I hope that when we hang out with them, that they see that we're Christians by the mm. way we live. Right. I'm not saying, now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you have to go preach into your non-Christian friends all the time because they, you probably won't have friends after if you keep doing that all the time. <laughs> you won't have non-Christian friends for very long. But, um, you know, I'm not going out and getting wasted with my friends. I'm in the world, but I'm not. Of the world. Of the world is partaking of the sin, mm -hmm. but I'm in the world. I'm not, like I said, I'm not getting drunk. I will go see bands play, and yeah, we're at concerts. There's beer there and mm -hmm. stuff happening, but that's, we're in the world, not of the world. We're a light to the world. We're a light in the darkness. The light shines brighter in the darkness. Me, personally, I love hanging out with friends that are not Christians. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite thing to do, mm -hmm. but I also... Love hanging out with my friends that are believers because in the in, in Proverbs it talks about iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. Right. Dude, when I'm hanging out with you guys just here on this show, mm -hmm. I'm hearing what you're saying, you're hearing what I'm saying, and we're sharpening each other, just like the listeners. You guys are getting sharpened by believers. Yep. So they're both good places. We need to be doing both. But if you are being if you're hanging out with friends that are not believers and you're being um tempted by what they're doing, right. You should not be hanging out with them. Exactly. And that's important to note because I feel the same way. I, I you know, I'm thankful for those uh, of my friends that, that are believers. There's a, there's a cool connection, obviously, same passion, same vision, um, of about the most important thing in life. What happens to you when you die? Mm -hmm. uh, and the hope that we we share. It's united. But friends that I've grown up with and people that I've gotten to know over the years, like I've said, I love coaching baseball. I love being around other people all the time. Because it builds relationships. It gives an opportunity uh, for everything that God has given to you in your life to be used right. as a benefit. They see somebody that's you know younger or somebody that you know can connect, but they don't they're not, they don't have a filthy mouth all the time. Right. They don't go out to the bars all the time. You're able just to hang and mm -hmm. like they cuss around you and all that kind of stuff, and you don't you know trip on them at all. Right. They don't know any better. That's how we talk back in the day. And when you build those relationships, as time goes on, if they see you're the real deal, then they'll come around. But like Ryan said, if you're going down that path that you get comfortable and you're just like the same way, your witness starts having no power either. So you, you need to have that balance. And again, it goes by a relationship with God. If you find yourself where you're starting to either get, like Ryan said, tempted or maybe their carnality is rubbing off you and it's coming out in your life, then you got to check yourself a little bit. And that could happen very easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I notice when I'm out, you know, so, you know, mm -hmm. when you, if you're out there long enough doing doing your thing, you know, you start, you, it's like, you know, you have that world influence. Right. You know, that's why it's important to be plugged in. Make sure that you're always plugged into the source, that you're they're prayed up, read up, and, um, you know. Real quick, but, I think yeah. the most important thing is, is that your closest friends are of the same mind. Mm -hmm. You have friends, we all have friends, but your closest friends, the ones you confide in, the ones that you go to when you're struggling or going through things, they have to be within the same mind. I would not go to a non-believer 
and ask them a question about something that I'm struggling with. Why? Because they're going to give me worldly advice. Yeah. I want the word of God. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that I don't have non-believing friends. But yes, I do. But there <laughs> is there is a, a, a line there because they don't they don't have the same mind I do. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's very important. Yes. Hang out with non-believing friends. That's not the issue. The issue is, is that are you taking advice from them? Are they the ones that are leading your life and telling you what to do? Or are you actually being a witness to them? Yes. They don't have your belief system. Correct. Which is Jesus. Correct. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we got another like five minutes or something. Um, what else? What else? <laughs> Give me another question. <laughs> Uh, we got a comment it says, great job handling the call about HIV. Keep it up. So encouraging. Maria. Awesome. Thank you for the, for the uh, comment. Okay. Okay. What else? It says, what's up, Ryan? I've been watching your show online and really love it. Maybe you can offer some advice with where I am at right now. Long story short, my best friend who is also my roommate is Jewish. And for years I've been hoping maybe she could give in and come to church with me. It's difficult because she has a strong moral compass, so she doesn't feel the need to really have a relationship with Jesus. I don't know how to approach it without damaging our friendship and living situation. Well, Jew <laughs> Jews, that's a whole other situation. Exactly. <laughs> well, the, the, the Jews the, don't like Jesus. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, not just that. It's like what she said, the good, the, the morality, yeah, right. a good person. You know, and that's what a lot of people struggle with sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. You know, the book of Romans is my favorite because it talks about all those things. The the wicked person, the the good moral person, all of them are guilty because God desires perfection. Mm -hmm. um, and yes, it's hard for them to totally grasp that, just like it was hard for us to grasp the need to know the Lord. It's prayer. It's witness of your own life. It will take time. Right. Um, I would not lose hope in that. I would not push too hard at Heck moments. No. You got to be able to know when to go in, uh, you know, and right. share, yeah. you know, heavy things and when to, to back up. And the Lord will show her exactly what she needs. I think about the, the rich young ruler that had everything mm -hmm. or it was a good, he did everything right. Right. He did, I've kept all these things since my youth. I had no problem. Well, I'll do this. Go sell everything that you own and then come back to me. But his possessions owned him. Everybody has something. Everyone has a God. Everybody yeah. has something, and the Lord will do a work in her life as you continue to pray, and those walls will come down. And you know, what's interesting is uh, Steve Cavallero, the pro skateboarder, oh. he he was actually one of those guys. Like he, a good moral guy. He, yeah, good moral oh. guy, like doing good. Like wasn't, you know, wasn't all doing drugs, just right. like a good moral guy. And he's like, why do I need God? Well, I'm going to actually have him on the show soon, so... We'll get back to right. that question. Right. I want to hear what he, what he has to say about that. But exactly. that was his deal. So I asked him, well, dude, so how come you never wanted God? He's like, dude, why? Why? Yeah. He was a good person. Right. But we all get to that point where we need the Lord. Yeah. You know, Sooner or later. We're, we're empty. We fill it with things, but really the Lord is the only one that can fill that emptiness. And with that, I'd say, you know, our lives are a bigger testimony than our mouths. You know what I'm saying? And so for this person they just need to love her and to just keep being that witness and show her who jesus is through her life period mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and with one minute left we want to talk about that uh live with ryan reese presents ryan weiss reese <laughs> wake up speaking to her Oh yeah, Ryan Weiss. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're Weiss. doing the wake up tour we're yes. doing the wake up tour and you yes. can book it at your local church 
It's the Wake Up Tour. It's about reaching the lost at any cost, living out the Great Commission, get on fire for God, and seeing revival break out. We're seeing revival break out in the high schools. We're seeing thousands of kids get saved. And we are coming, I am coming to your local church. <laughs> yes, you are. And giving the message exactly. to get you guys fired up. And we want to get into your local high school so we could tour and keep reaching the secular public school system students. Yes. Contact us. Exactly. A live teaching with Ryan's coming on right after this as well. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.